Welcome to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast, where our aim is to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus. My name is James, and uh, hopefully you're having a great day. Uh, we've been going through um, this little mini-series we started a few weeks back called Crash and Burn. And what we're trying to do in this uh, little series here is look at and learn from the people in Scripture that crashed and burned, and just try to pull some life lessons from them so that we're able to learn from them and that we don't crash and burn. So hopefully you've been having a great week. Uh, hopefully uh, your day is going well. Uh, it's just a lot of things going on in life right now that are just hard and um, it just gets really hard to process things. And so um, we, we really need to spend time in prayer and just be uh, allowing God to work in us as we just work through the things that are going on in our life and things that are going on in the world. And uh, this week, we're going to be taking a look at Moses before. But before we do that, I just want to encourage you to um, subscribe to this podcast if you don't mind uh, doing that. Uh, you can leave a review, a comment. You can connect with us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on a host of different uh, podcasting um hosting sites. And so wherever you're listening to uh, to us, appreciate you so much and uh, just so grateful for you. And one of the ways that you can help support us is actually just by subscribing and or leaving a comment and a review and um, sharing this with those around you in your circle of life and uh, would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And I said, we've been going through this series called Crash and Burn. And so far, over the last two weeks, we've seen, uh, we looked at King Saul and we looked at King David. And today is, um, we're going to take a little bit of a look. And I have to say a little bit, little bit, because this would be a lot longer podcast if we took a full look. But a little look at the area of scripture that God used to get me into ministry. Uh, for those of you that have listened, listened to the past, um, you'll know that I've been pastoring uh, the church. I'm in my 15th year pastoring the same church, and uh, I never thought that I would be a pastor, never even knew I wanted to be a pastor until God really started to work in my life. And um, I did youth group and things like that, but uh, I never really uh, preached. And, and God just started working in me, and I just started preaching a little bit more, but I never thought I wanted to be a pastor to preach every week, um, you know, to look at and, and teach the scriptures multiple times during the week. I thought, no way. I was literally filled with fear. And one of the main reasons I was filled with fear is, and I don't know if you've picked up on this or not, um, but I have had a, a speech impediment in, in my life. I've had speech issues. Uh, I took speech class for many years uh, when I was a child. And every once in a while, especially when I am tired, um, I will not be able to say words, certain words I cannot say. Uh, I will start to speak and I will put words in different order. Uh, I will say something and the order of the sentence will just be wrong. And you're like, man, what? what are you taking? And it's just a speech impediment that I have. I'll say wrong things, um, wrong order, can't pronounce things. And, uh, and I thought, there's no way God wants me to be a pastor. And someone who has struggled with uh, speaking clearly and being able to speak properly over the course of my life. And so I just had a fear uh, of doing that. I had a fear of doing the job. I had no idea what a, a pastor was to do. Uh, I, I was just afraid of it. And, and not only that, I, I was just fearful of like, you know, where, where would I be a pastor at? What am I going to have to do? It was crazy. I was also fearful what I was going to say. Um because 
you know, some people think that it's really easy for a pastor to come up with a message every week. And, and sometimes God is gracious and, and it's not too difficult, but um, it gets really hard. Uh, every week you're having to come up with uh, new material. We'll use that that phrase and to, to teach that to other people. And so I was really, I was just fearful of being a pastor, but God used this section uh, with Moses. And the whole section is Exodus chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 4. But we're just going to touch on a couple of things in Exodus chapter 4 uh, this morning. I would encourage you to read both uh, both chapters, uh, chapter 3 and 4 of Exodus. But I had a fear, and, and God used Moses here in chapter 3 and 4 to put me in a place that I could no longer fight what God was calling me to do. I could no longer fight him on what he wanted me to do. I either had to make myself available to God or literally just run from him and ignore him and disobey him out of fear. And here's the thing that I want you to uh, think about today as you just try to work on your walk with the Lord. And what that is, is this. Our fear of the unknown makes us unavailable to the all-knowing God. Uh, say that to you again. Our fear of the unknown makes us unavailable to the all-knowing God. I was afraid of what I didn't know. There was so many unknowns of becoming a pastor that I was afraid of the unknown that it made me unavailable to God, that I wasn't going to allow God to use me because I was afraid of what I didn't know. And our fear of the what if causes us to crash and burn. That's what it does with Moses. And that's what it does with you and I. When you and I have fear of the what if, and I don't know what the what if is in your life, but I'm pretty sure you have one. But when we have a fear of the what if, it causes us to crash and burn in our walk with the Lord like it has, like it did with Moses. You see, in Exodus chapter 4, Moses is out in the wilderness, and he's been out there for about 40 years. You know, he uh, had his issue in Egypt. He ran away, uh, and he's been shepherding. He's been a shepherd out in the wilderness all by himself for the most part for the last 40 years. And in Exodus chapter 3 and 4, we pick up with Moses. He's 80 years old. In chapter 3, uh, Moses sees the burning bush, and he goes up to the burning bush, and God starts to speak to Moses through the, the burning bush. He's like, Moses, this is holy ground. You need to take off your sandals. And then it comes. God calls Moses to go back to Egypt and lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. That's a huge calling. Like there, There's no doubt about it. That is an enormous calling on the life of Moses, right? He's 80 years old and he needs to go back and free. Uh, a lot of scholars believe roughly 2 million uh, Israelites from the hands of the Egyptians. But as soon as God tells Moses what he's to do and tells Moses to go back, Moses is like, well, Lord, uh, I don't know. Like, who am I to do this job? I'm not really the person uh, to do this job. I don't know you. I don't know your name. And he, Moses just starts going off and coming up with reasons and excuses not to do what God is asking him to do. Have you ever been there? where God's asking you to do something and you come up with so many reasons or excuses why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it or, or, or something along those lines. We all have. And so Moses pretty much goes, God, I can't do this. I, I shouldn't be doing this. And, and what you see is Moses is 
crashing and burning even before he he takes off. But but why does this happen? Why is Moses doing this? Well, one of the things we learn about Moses is uh, this that Moses crashed and burned, and we do as well because we don't trust God because we walk in fear. I want you to get that. We crash and burn because we don't trust God, but walk in fear. In Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 9, right? what we, we see there is Moses is coming against God and with all these excuses. And God gives these different signs to Moses for to encourage him. Go, Moses, it's okay. I got this. But I want to read to you verse 1 in Exodus chapter 4 because I want you to hear what Moses says. And this is after God calls him to go back to lead the nation of Israel. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Notice what Moses says there. What if... You see, there's the fear of the unknown, and it's that fear of the unknown that makes us unavailable to God and causes us to crash and burn. What if, and I said that, God, what if I go and I don't have anything to say to a church? What if I have a really hard time with my speech one morning? And I make a fool of myself, a fool of you. God, what if? And then we, we think about it in our lives. God, what if I go and share the gospel, but they're mean to me? What if I invite somebody to church and, and they yell at me? God, what if? And you can fill in the blank. What is your what if that you're afraid of in your life to do what God is asking you to do? We're always so worried about it. And that's what Moses is worried about. He's worried about the what if. And so God goes, okay, Moses. And this is God going off into giving him these signs. He's like, Moses, take your rod, throw it down, and it turns into a snake. And then he goes, okay, pick this snake up. And when he picks the snake up, it turns back into a rod. And then Moses, and then God is like, okay, Moses, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand into your cloak and pull it out. And Moses does that. And his hand is leprous, which is a skin disease, which really freaked Moses out. And then God goes, okay, Moses, put your hand back into the claw, uh, your coat, pull it out. The hand is healed. And so God is doing these signs. And, and, and don't forget, Moses is talking to God in a burning bush that is not burning up. And so there's all these signs that God is giving to Moses to encourage him going, Moses, I got this. I can do this, right? These are some pretty cool things. And Moses still like, no, no, I I can't do this. I don't want to do this. What Moses is doing is he's not believing God. He's not believing God's word. He's not believing God's promise. He's not believing God's ability to do what God has said he's going to do. Let me ask you, do you believe the Lord Do you believe what the Lord has said? Do you believe the promises that he makes to you and I as he calls us to do something? See, our actions are going to show the answer to that. See, when God called me, I didn't believe in his word. I had had too much fear. But it's not just that... that we struggle with his word to trust him. We we struggle to trust his deed. Moses is in doubt here. And as I said, God is giving him these signs, if you will. But Moses still isn't believing. You see, we don't trust God in light of all the things that we have seen him do in the lives of others and in the life of us. See, God has worked in your life. He's worked in the lives of others to encourage you, to strengthen you, 
to enable you to see that he is good, that he is gracious, that he is powerful, that he is able to do what he says he does. But so often when God calls us to do something, we will sit back and we go, I don't, I don't think this is God's word. I don't know if God will hold to his promises. I don't think God can do that in and through my life. You see, we'll trust Jesus for salvation, but we struggle to trust him in the daily aspects of our lives when he calls us to do something. And the reason we do that is because we fear more than we trust. God has given you to you everything that you need in your life. He actually tells us that in 2 Peter. He's given us everything that we need for life and godliness through Christ. See, everything that you need for life and godliness, God has already given to you as he did with Moses. And the question that you have to answer is this. What are you going to do with what God has given to you? Are you going to walk in fear? Or are you going to make yourself available to the Lord and just trust Jesus and walk with him and do what he's asking you to do? And so we crash and burn when we walk in fear instead of walking in trust. But not only do we crash and burn because of that, we crash and burn because we look at our weaknesses and not God's strength. And I want you to get that because that's where I was. We crash and burn because we look at our weaknesses and not God's strength. In Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 to 12, we read this. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. It is those verses that God used to get me into the ministry. What, God, what Moses says to the Lord there is this, Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. He goes, I am slow to speech and tongue. Did you know that Moses had a speech issue? Most people don't realize that. And, and one of the reasons why is in Acts chapter 7, uh, when Stephen is given his message, he, he says that Moses was mighty in words. And Moses does become mighty in words, but this is right at the beginning. Moses had a speech issue. Now, some translators will say uh, that when Moses says, I'm slow of speech or tongue, uh, that his tongue was heavy and that he had a stuttering problem, that he, Moses stuttered. Uh, we don't really know what it is, but it, it's almost certain that Moses had some type of speech problem, whether it was a stutter, maybe he couldn't pronounce words properly, maybe he wasn't very clear with his words. Whatever the case was, he had some type of speech problem. And God is calling him to lead the nation of Israel out. And so this is why Moses thinks he can't do what God was asking him to do, just like I did. I can't go lead all those people. I can't go speak to all those people. I, I can't do it. And Moses was looking at his weaknesses instead of God's strength, just like I was doing. And maybe just like you're doing. Maybe you're looking at the weaknesses, the things that you can't do or the things that you can't do well. And you think because of that, God cannot use you. Well, I'm here to tell you that he can. God will use you and I when we focus in on his strengths and not our, our weaknesses. You see, Moses is looking at his weaknesses thinking, I can't do this. I'm not able to do this because of this. I have a speech impediment. 
What does the world say when you and I get like this? What does the world tell us when we start thinking, I can't do something, I can't do that? I'm. They tell us, you can do it. You can do it. You're great. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. The world pets our ego. The world tries to fluff us up. But what does God do? God does the exact opposite. God doesn't say, Moses, you can do this. I believe in you, Moses. You, you have a, a spark within you that is amazing. You can write your own destiny, Moses. You can do all of this. God doesn't say that to Moses. What God does say to Moses is this. In verse 11, the Lord said to Moses, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you and will teach you what to say. God doesn't pet Moses' ego. He doesn't try to puff Moses up. God doesn't go, Moses, look at yourself better. Think of yourself more highly. What God says is, Moses, look at me. Moses, see me. Moses, know who I am. Moses, I am the one who gave man his mouth. Moses, I am the one who creates all people with their strengths and their weaknesses. Moses, you need to look to me. Moses, stop looking to the world to encourage you through life. Look to Jesus. And that's what you and I need to do. That we need to stop looking at our weaknesses. We have to stop looking at the world and, and seeing if the world will puff us up and telling us how great of a person we are. But instead, we need to look to Jesus, that we need to get a glimpse of God, not a glimpse of ourselves. God wants Moses to see God for who he is, and that is God Almighty, the creator of all things. See, Moses looked at his weaknesses as you and I do, and not to God's strength. And because of that, Moses and you and I crash and burn. Friends, it's not about you and I. It's not about our weaknesses. It's not about our strengths. It's not about your ability or your inability to do something. It's not about you. It's about the God that created you. It's about the God that is within you because of Jesus. It's about the God that is with, with you and the God that is for you. That is who it's about. And you and I, we need to stop looking at our weaknesses and look to the strength of God. I didn't have a lot of strength when I became a pastor. I was very weak. I didn't know what I was doing. And God helped me, thankfully, to realized that it wasn't about my weaknesses, but it was about his strengths. I have weaknesses all the time. Even to this day, I, I have weaknesses. But you see, it's not about my weaknesses. It's not about your weaknesses. It's about how Jesus uses our weaknesses in his strength for his glory and for your honor. And the same is for you. If you want to crash and burn in your walk with, your, with Jesus, just focus in on your weaknesses and you'll crash and burn. But if you want to walk and run and serve Jesus, look to his strength and his might and his power and let him use you in light of and in spite of your weaknesses. And here's the great thing. If you do that, God will use you, but he'll also help you and he'll also teach you along the way as he does with Moses. I read those words about oh, 17 years ago, maybe 18 years ago. And I'm like, I really don't have a reason not to follow what God is asking me to do. And so if you want to guard your heart, if you want to guard your walk with Jesus, don't be like Moses. Don't walk in fear. Walk in trust. If you want to crash and burn, focus in on your weaknesses. But if you want to run and walk and serve Christ, 
Focus in on his strengths. Because it's in your weaknesses that he is made strong. And God will use your weaknesses to impact the lives of others and to bring him glory. Because that's what God does. And hopefully that will encourage you a little bit. Hopefully that will help you with your walk with the Lord. And so we pray that you have a wonderful day today. And uh, let us know if we can do anything for you. Take care. God bless.